Five, four, three, two, one. Hi. Good evening. Good to see you guys. Uh, welcome to another edition of St. Benjamin's, the after hours, and this is a spiritual guide to green sheep. Now we've discussed before in the past, green sheep and green chi being energy and green being money. So we try to talk about money issues in our own personal um, financial situations, which we might get into tonight, or we may not, because rent was just due, <laughs> or the mortgage did just have to get paid. So right. <laughs> we might all be feeling it at the beginning of the month, you know? Um, but anyway, I'm your host, Helene Smith-Sola, and I am joined uh, tonight with my two co-hosts. We have Hong of St. Benjamin's. Hong, I see you. Wave Amito to the camera. Amito Fo, Helene. I try to do my Amito Fo, but it's hard to do on the yeah, camera. Gotta, it <laughs> it looks like I'm trying to hold some. Yeah, yeah hold some. And now, and now we say Amito Fo because you are a Shaolin monk, correct? Yeah, Shaolin monk in training, I always call it, you know. Amito Fo. Um, and you're... Master, I always say this wrong. Shifu, you're Shifu Xian Ming, which people, yeah. some people might know from the Wu Tang clan. Right, right, right. Wu Tang ain't oh, really? yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, the Wu Tang. Um, the Riza yeah. trains with Shifu Xian Ming as well. That's right. Good, good to see you. Um, we'll come back to you in a second. Yeah. I want to introduce um, our next co host. His name is Ethan Malvo. Ethan, good to see you. Same here. What's going on, Hong? Ethan is not a Shaolin monk, but no, he, I am not. But he is a college-educated. Uh, did you study history? History, history, but political science is what I study. Poli sci. Poli sci. Poli sci. Uh, focusing in history, and you have a, a, a book. You're an author, right? Your uh, book is called "The Color Line: A History, A History yes. of of." Color. <laughs> no, the no. <laughs> no, history of the African and the European contact from the old continent to the yes. to the new. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I just want to say hi to you guys. Um, and uh, tonight, there we have three main topics that we're going to be talking about. One is a story uh, about a 35-year-old guy from China. He was, um, what do you call that, like a computer programmer or he, he, computer software engineering? I don't know yeah, the story. Software engineer, you're right. Software, software engineer, okay. Right. He um, created um, an app. Is that yeah. fair a to say? Engine a search engine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know these. I don't know this works, right? Anyhow, <laughs> they're saying that he is the world's uh, most uh, or he's the person that's behind the world's most valuable startup. Right. And it's worth like, he's worth a bajillion dollars and he's 35 years old, but he came up with this idea when he was 29 years old right. and, and was shopping it around at that time. So we're going to yeah, talk about- He supported until he was 35. Yeah. Six years. Can you imagine six years of having an idea in your head right. and telling people about your idea? And how right. revolutionary it is. And people going, yeah, okay. And now he's making Boku bucks and everyone wants to be his best friend. Yeah, I mean, the company's right. worth over $20 billion, I saw. I'm trying to remember the number. I'll check it. We'll, yeah. We'll okay. yeah. But we'll get into that. Right. Um, also. And we'll, we will post these articles, by the way, on the YouTube channel. Okay. okay. Yeah, do that. Um, and also, I should mention, um, 
uh, about Hong of St. Benjamin's, you know, he worked on Wall Street for over 20 years. So he's got a lot of like this little, uh, he knows a lot of this business stuff. You yeah, know I'm I mean? the money it's guy and Ethan's the history guy. Yeah. And Helene. I just she, drink. She drinks and keeps it all together. Yeah. Um, and it helps us translate. And it helps translate. Okay. And the other story we want to get into tonight, um, a story about the insider trading quote unquote odd couple. They're saying um, two guys, one of them is a former NFL player. Uh, uh, from the uh, named Michael Kendricks, been charged with an alleged. I think he's even not former. I think he's still in the league. Well, they're they're saying he's former. Maybe maybe after this happened, you know. Yeah. Well, he's headed to jail. His name is Mikael. Mikael. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Michael. Why yeah. is it? Why isn't it Michael? M M Y M Y C A L. No, 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 no. M Y C H A L. Right. But that still could be Michael because okay. But that's Ebonics. The Bjork spelling thing. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> so, Michael or Mikel. Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick. <Mikhail>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been charged with an alleged $1.2 million insider trading scheme alongside this other guy whose name is Damilare Sonoiki, yeah. uh, who's a TV writer. Right. Um, and he wrote um, for ABC's Blackish. Right. Well, if you guys remember. But, anyhow, the authorities are saying that. Um, this guy, the, the, the writer, helped facilitate several past illegal stock trades, okay? Yeah. And I, I kind of find this to be, and by the way, that guy, the writer, he's also Harvard educated, okay? Yeah. So it's not like he doesn't, like they make it seem like, oh, he's like a Hollywood writer or something, and all of a sudden this guy just knows how to, you know, trade stocks. But he right. actually Harvard educated. But um, now this is a $1.2 million in, in a trading scheme but I kind of feel like it's getting so much, um, it's getting so much uh, attention because of who they are, right? One's a writer for a TV show and the other one is an NFL player. But I kind of feel like this kind of stuff happens all the time. And $1.2 million isn't even that much when it comes down to it. But you guys, you guys can kind of, you know, let me know. And the last thing we're going to talk about is um, actor Brad Pitt. And he... Uh, has a foundation called Make It Right. And he's being, uh, well, the, the, apparently he's got homes that he built, uh, you know, after out of the- After Katrina. After Hurricane Katrina. In New Orleans, uh, yeah. In the lower ninth ward of New Orleans and um, the Make It Right Foundation. They're trying to, you know, help people move back into their homes, et cetera. Anyway, um, now is he being sued? or the foundation. The foundation, the foundation is being sued, right. The foundation is being sued. The residents say that these homes are falling apart. So we're going to talk about... Um, and they ended up with mortgages on these buildings. So right. they, they were, they're basically saying they were sold fraudulent properties. They were what? They were sold fraudulent buildings because they, were, they bought them. Yeah. They weren't given them. Oh. They're okay. paying mortgages. The people that live in the homes. Yeah, they must have gotten subsidized mortgages. Right. right. And, but they're still paying. You know, speaking of that first of the month. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. am. So anyway, those are the three main stories we're going to talk about. I kind of threw some other things in there, you know, uh, about Kanye West with his MAGA hat, his Make America Great Again on, on Saturday Night Live, quote, unquote, allegedly being booed. Um, you know, at the same time, he never, you never actually saw it never made it to air 
what right. the, the conversation that he had well, with let, people. Let's just go into that one for a moment. Right you want to go into it right now? Go ahead. Yeah, I like that one. Kanye. Kanye. I feel like people are really hating on him. Really, yeah. really hating on him. And I have to say I admire the dude. <laughs> I just think he's standing for what he thinks is right. Yeah. He, if he's and first off, he is right in many respects. I mean, he's basically saying both sides are corrupted. And one side is at least shaking things up. Right. And whatever you may say about Trump, he's definitely shaking things up. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, by the way, you guys, did you guys get, today I got some alert on my phone that- Yeah, I got that, right. Did you get the alert on your phone? Yes, I did. That was weird. That was fucking Very weird. Big, I thought it was you know, a fucking were, You know what no. that was? They were testing the uh, national alert system. For- for uh, emergency, from, yeah. yeah, that's what they claim. Yeah, but that's what they claim. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the official story. Let me just exactly. say, that. right, right. But, but but you know what? It's it kind of cracks me up because I feel like you know I feel like Donald Trump is he's like he likes to troll. I feel like on the yeah. internet, you know. And I felt well, like that this could was, be a possibility. Too. Yeah, I was like, he's just trolling <laughs> us. He is fucking trolling all of us. <laughs> With our cell phones. He's like, hey, this is just a test. Like, yeah, yeah you know that could be true. It's funny because you know how they talk about presidents having the power to push the red button? You know, right. like, oh, we're in a nuclear war. But in this case, it's like he's got control of, of information that reaches yes. us via emergency messaging. Can you imagine? <laughs> this guy. Well, honestly, Edward Snowden told you that. What do you mean? Oh, okay, time out. Edward Snowden. Um, <laughs> Edward Snowden. Someone just told me about that. I didn't. And I'm so. I'm sorry if this came out three years ago. But the, the Snowden. It's not a documentary, but it's a movie. Right. Okay. It's I have coming. it. What? I don't think it's out yet. No, it's out. Oh, it is. Yeah. Someone yeah, just the movie. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. About Edward oh, Snowden. Document. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Anyway, they were telling me about it. I have to. Watch it. So don't. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yes. Is it good? Yeah, it drags a little bit in some places, but you know, it's fine. If you want to know what he did and how he was brought into the, um, what was it called? Um, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA. No, 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 it was called. Um, uh, brought what into called what? the um, TSA. What? TSA. Oh, I said NSA. Yeah. The TSA is not the NSA? Well, it's part of the same thing in terms of Homeland Security. Yes. Okay, right. Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. Which that whole thing was created right after September 11th, 2001. That whole thing. Thing in with Jake. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So anyhow, um, you you saw the Saturday Night Live clip then. Yeah, I saw the clip, yes. Well, you didn't watch the show. No, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in... I know, I know. In like almost 18 years. 100 years, yeah. Yeah, I watched the clip. I watched the clip. clip. And then I watched clips that were after the fact from other people, like from um, like Swiss Beats put something out. You know, all these people started talking about Kanye, Kanye, Conway, <laughs> Kelly Conway, no, about <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> you know, I'm just basically right. saying like, brother, brother, this whole brother thing, which honestly, not for nothing, but if I were a person of color, it would probably annoy me 
Right. If you called me brother all the time, right. you know, because it's like, you know. Well, you're supposed to follow the line. Yeah, but, yeah, but Kanye, Kanye is not acting black enough. That is what people are, yeah, that's exactly. his, that's the criticism. Whatever that means, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right when you say whatever that means. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right, because what, what does that mean? So to be right. clear, he's not the only black Trump supporter. Right. I mean, Trump's got a decent following the black community. Right. I wonder what motivates people to- Well, let me just disagree and say that I don't think black people necessarily have a community anymore. I think okay. you have to describe it more as in terms of black America. Yeah. yeah. In terms of that. But community, if you think in terms of the, the old-fashioned definition where, you know, a community controls its education system, its economic Commercial, Banking, right? Yeah, real estate and everything else like that. That stuff has to exist. Yeah, yeah. Black people are not like that, and not to just throw this in, but you know, I think that that whole Aretha Franklin funeral fiasco proved my point. But wait, ahead. what happened at the Aretha Franklin fiasco? What happened? I don't <laughs> you know. know. When, you I'm know, living under a rock. Well, well, I don't know if you're aware. I know some dude grabbed a girl. Yeah, but 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 uh, Alyssa, what's her name? Uh, Ariana Grande. Grande yeah. I was gonna say got groped. On Ariana Grande got groped at. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> no, that's not what happened. What happened? He got up on stage. Ariana Grande did. Yeah, and and a mini, 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 mini skirt, mini skirt, wow. almost showing her. Cooch. Yeah, almost showing her pussy or whatever he was. Were you mad at were you mad at that? The the thing about that is you don't go into a black if you know anything about black church, you don't go dressed like that. Really? Of course not. Yeah. No. You know well, I don't know. Well, I've never I don't well, okay, I've been to a black church. I'm lying. Yeah, I no, have like you don't been to a black church. You you know you <laughs> I have been. Yeah. But also, I would never wear a mini mini skirt. Right, because, right. Well, she is our because, because I, I have cellulite. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> the point, well, the point is, yeah, yeah. And and Bill Clinton and was uh, there? Bill Clinton was there. Yeah, and Jesse Jackson saw oh everything. Saw what? everything sitting like right behind her. What? Yeah. Now I don't know if you know this this uh, singer, gospel singer. You know Shirley Caesar. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you do. Okay, but the but the point is, nobody had the wherewithal to go yeah. and say, "Young lady, yeah, you can't sing a song like this and disrespect the Lord. You've got to put on some clothes, and then you yeah. can come back and sing okay. your song." You know, like right. nobody did anything. They just let it go on. So, well, what that says, yeah, is that you know, the fuckery. Yeah. has reached even the church because it was the bishop mm. who was accused of groping Ariana Grande, you know, like right here. Like he put his hands like right here. Really? Yeah. A lot of mercy. And he got, uh, and then the family didn't like the um, speech that the, the, um, who? The family didn't like the eulogy. The eulogy. Who gave the eulogy? Another preacher. Another okay. preacher gave the not eulogy. not Ariana Grande wearing no. a new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even the pastor. Okay. Another, and he used it to scold black people about 
uh, single parent families, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it was just a complete fiasco. That's the bottom line. This, what, and it went what, on for 12 hours. <laughs> you know, that's great. But I, you know what, though? If you think about it, okay. Right. When somebody does something or looks, maybe, you know, in her mind, she probably didn't think there was anything wrong with this. She's a young woman. Right. You know, and she's but, in this pop music kind of thing. And right. she, this is typical for her when she thinks she's getting ready and getting dressed up and to really show out for a big event. I'm sure wearing a miniskirt is normal to her. That's normal. But the yeah, fact that to a church, right? But right. She, maybe she doesn't go to church. Maybe right. she, I understand what you you're know, saying. She probably does not. She doesn't understand that world. Okay, of, of going to church and dealing with people who actually read the Bible and but do stuff like that. People have handlers. I mean, they call right, right. But maybe, maybe, yeah. But maybe fire. those people wanted her to fail. I mean, I why wouldn't so, somebody? But... Why wouldn't somebody say, "Hey, listen, honey buns"? That's like if I've got. Well, well but that was my point with Shirley you know, Caesar. What? You know, nobody, you know, there was a, a group of elders sitting up there. So nobody no said, you know, because see, in the black church, you know, people are merciless. Black people are merciless against each other mm. about dress code, about how you perform. And they don't care who you are, you're going to perform their way or you're not going to perform at all. You know, I mean, that's. Well, the last yeah, but, places. Yeah, but Ariana Grande is not black, and she's not from that well, world. So I think they gave right. her a pass on that. They're going to say, oh, well, you know, let's let her go. No, no, no. But the point is, the black church are in black movie? hands. That's what I'm saying. Wait. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the point that I'm making. Wait, what do you mean? Is that the black church is what? No, no, no. In the black church, you're under black hands. You know, you are under black authority. Well, you, you are? Black, yeah. Yeah, Can I ask a separate yeah. question? Go ahead. Um, Aretha Franklin, since we're talking about her, yeah, obviously right, right. one of the greatest singers of all time. Absolutely. Right. No question. And, you know, she sang <laughs> years ago Bless for an event in honor of Carol King, and it blew my mind because she right, still right. had it all. That was at the Kennedy Center. Yes, yeah. I and saw it was that. Just like, holy shit. Right. It was her power. Obama but, was still there, right? The thing, yeah. She was a of powerful presence to me of black empowerment back Absolutely. in the 70s. And she totally collapsed. Collapse? She became a housewife, whatever, watching soaps all day. I thought he was going to say a house Negro. Yeah, I thought he was going to say. I was like, yeah, oh, shit. Like, oh, anyway, where is she going? Going? <laughs> like, she totally became a housewife. <laughs> well, well, no, well. Well, let me just say, and don't forget, she wore a fur coat when yeah. she did that. And what's the problem yeah. with wearing a fur coat? No, 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 because it's against PC culture. I mean, she would have oh, yeah. PC yeah. culture. Totally. Go ahead. I didn't mean yeah. to. No, no, I was just saying, Go ahead. She, I, I think she didn't become a leader in a way that it seemed like she could have. Yeah, um, but I, I disagree with that. Yeah, okay. I, I do That's why I said that. It's a question. I, I do think she was a powerful symbol of uh, black womanhood. Let me put it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her signature song, you know, Respect. Yes. Went a long way in pushing her to the forefront during the black power movement 
Remember, because that was yeah, one yeah. of the songs. Mm. That, well, then that uh, became my favorite part of her career, right, right. which was the early 70s kind of fun, right, right, right. natural, you know, and the religious stuff. And it was like, whoa. Right, 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 right. right. A I mean, you, you, you know, like the song, um, um, Tap on Your Window. You know, I'm going to tap on your yeah, window yeah, yeah. and everything, you know, and all the rest of that. And then the other song, To Be Young, Gifted in Black. Yeah. Was hers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like she did this cadre of things. And then, remember, she went out of fashion. That's what you were saying. And then she came back with a vengeance in the 80s. Yeah. Remember, because she did uh, the songs with... Jump and all that stuff. Right, that right, 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 right. Um, yeah. And um, what's his name? Um, um, Pavarotti? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. She did the song with... Um, oh, and the Cadillac song? Yeah, the ca- Pink Cadillac. Pink Cadillac. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, she did the Blues Brothers. Remember that? And she did... Yeah, Blues Brothers. With George Michael. That was... Oh, I'm a huge fan. I, what? I, I hope I'm not saying I'm no. not a huge fan. Right, I was right. saying, no, I understand. She she I'm became a housewife. Right, white housewife. No, well, I know a she house, admitted. Yeah, here, she <laughs> just sat well, well, you know, she. But 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 the point that I'm just making is, yeah. But she rightly, you know, yeah. said that I'm going to do my own thing, right, mm. all throughout, and you know, people took that as it were. You know, the, yeah. the song that people loved her for was what she was singing, and that was Natural Carol Woman, King. Natural Woman, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was Carol King's song. That wasn't yeah. her song. That was yeah. Carol King's song. Yeah, but Carol, so, King, Carol King sang that. I think that was her Tapestry well, album. Yeah, we are absolutely here to respect and you know, pay. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say you weren't. But, you know, I mean, her thing was, like, when she was first singing, she first, when she was first coming up, she was able to sing at Martin Luther King's funeral. Mm-hmm. And her arc ended with Barack Obama. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. my thing is, is that if black people, see what the funeral became is something that I could say this, you know, became something of uh, the old saying about um, CPT, colored people's time, because... Okay. They should have had a tribute concert to her before the woman died. You know, they had years. She had pancreatic cancer since 2012. Oh. They had years to put something together. Yeah. Where she could, and they didn't do that. And so, you know, the funeral became this uh, monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the, yeah. and, and I say that because, you know, black people, I don't know if you're, I, I don't know if you remember, do you remember when before what? Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. died, they had this anniversary concert to show appreciation to him? Oh, no. In the early 90s? No. I don't I, know if Tom remembers that, but. Sammy Davis, he was part Sammy of the Davis rap pack. Jr. Right. Yeah. Remember they had this thing. This concert, right before he died. Yeah. And, and the point was that, you know. People, people got together. For Aretha. 
So people got together and right. they threw a big concert because he was sick and they, they threw a concert when he was alive. Right, and, right, right. And if you think about it, though, a lot of people, you know, it's not until you're dead that sometimes people actually, you know, pay respect to you or you know, right. it's like you have to be dead. So actually, it's kind of nice that they did something for Sammy Davis Jr. Right, before, before he died. He and before he died Go ahead. I, Good. You know what you were saying about Aretha, it's not impossible that she didn't want that. Oh, no, maybe she said. She maybe she said. I think she did. Okay, then I, well. Yeah. But then you have to think about well, who are her her handlers? Just like right. Ariana Grande, who are her handlers allowing her to show up in a miniskirt at right. a, a, a Aretha's Franklin to perform, <laughs> making an ass of you know it's the expression of like showing your ass, right? right? right. Like she literally went there and showed her ass, right? right? So, you know, I mean, like the fact that nobody said anything to her, like, hey, man, you know, it sounds like, I think she was set up. I think she okay. was set up. They want, they want the downfall of Ariana Grande. And it might be because of, remember her ex-boyfriend um, who just recently passed away? Uh, yeah, Mac Miller? Right. Mac Miller? Okay. Yeah. Maybe they're getting back at her for that. You know, people just. Maybe. I'll give they, you the last word. They hate her. Okay. Her. Listen, I was talking recently to some 25-year-old young man, Puerto Rican from Bushwick, who told me Ariana Grande is the reason why Mac Miller is dead. Really? And I said, yeah. And I said, uh, it wasn't because he was on drugs. And he's like, yeah, but he was on drugs because of her. And I was like, what? Which is a whole I, I, other story. I, I can't accept that. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, to. I totally yeah. agree with you. I was. I think that's ridiculous as well because sometimes you're in. Totally really, not fair to her. No, it's not fair to her, and I agree with that. But some people really do think that if you're in a relationship with somebody, which is I'm taking this into another uh, place right now, but if you're in a relationship with somebody, that if they are suffering from drug addiction, etc., that if you are to be like their really true partner, that you have to stick with them until they get out of it or something. But apparently she was like, look, you're on drugs. I don't want to be with you. But then she ended up getting with his friend, who's also on drugs, P.S., by the way. Yeah. So, they, so they're really, like, angry with her. And then she showed her ass at Aretha Franklin's concert. So maybe that's her karma. What I, says you, Shaolin Monk? Uh, well, Is that her all, karma? We are all individual spirits with our responsibility for our lives. And so I... First off, I have to just reiterate, I can't accept that she's responsible for his. No, I don't death. agree. I don't think that either. And yeah. So, um, you know. Some people do, though. Some people, I'm just saying. 25 year old from Bushwick, Puerto Rican guy, told me. He told okay. me. That's my, my uh, research background on Ariana. <laughs> I have no opinion because I really don't care. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you are all into that Aretha Franklin shit, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I have to give the back. the history well, here so people good. can understand what she was to a generation. Yeah. That's all. That's, okay. That was my only thing. Are you guys ready to jump into oh, our sure. topics tonight? Yeah, I think it's a good time. Let's do it. All right. So, um... The uh, first topic, unknown 35-year-old behind the world's most valuable startup. His name is Zeng Yiming. He shopped the idea of a news 
aggregation app powered by artificial intelligence six years ago, investors, including Sequoia Capital, were skeptical. Back then, the question was how a 29-year-old locally trained software engineer could outsmart the numerous news portals operated by the likes of social media like Tencent and where Google had failed, basically. You know, if you think about search engines, you know, Google kind of runs it all. Now he's 35 years old and he's proved, him, proved everybody wrong. And his company called Fight Dance is on its way to a more than $75 billion valuation. So first of all, what does that mean? It's a $75 billion valuation. It's not evaluation, but value, valuation. They say this price tag surpasses Uber to the top of the world, according to CB Insights. Um, and they're saying they're planning to invest, uh, other groups are planning to invest $1.5 billion into his company. Yeah. I mean, how the heck? What the heck? What happened? What happened to Google? What happened to Facebook? What happened to all this other stuff? How did he, how did this 35-year-old do this? That's what I want to know. And what, how, what's happening right now? What is this guy's life like is what I want to know. Well, I'm going to defer to Hong for a second. Well, I mean, go ahead. No, I mean, I think it just shows what's possible right now if you have a truly innovative idea. I mean, in five years to create a $75 billion company. Six, six years. Six years from scratch Mm -hmm. is just, goes to show what a great idea can um, manifest mm-hmm. in the world of technology. Now, I'm not familiar with ByteDance yet. I believe it's really China-based and for right. the Chinese uh, yeah. market right now. So I can't use it. But right. I think the concept is one that I believe in, which is the opportunity for change is unprecedented. Right. And I'm interested in that. Can I tell you something, though? It says that his news, like whatever, sourcing, blah, 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 that that he does not employ any editors or reporters. No. Right. Okay. And can I tell you something? This reminds me of an app that exists here right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys have it, but it's called Citizen. Do you guys, do you have that? Called what? Citizen. No. All right. Not that I'm trying to big up this app or, or whatever, but... What I found with this app is, I live in New York, you know, we live in New York City. Uh, Hong and I live in New York. We live in Brooklyn. Well, we and, uh, area, just say that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but this app only exists within the city okay. right now. Okay. Okay. okay? Um, because when I'm outside of the city, it says that I can get information, but it won't provide me with up-to-date local information because okay. it's not hooked up onto, understand. And what it is, is it tells you, it's like basically they go through police scanners and they tell you everything that's going on. Like as far as like, oh, there's a disturbance on this. Like if I heard helicopters right now outside my window, I can go onto that app and find out what's happening. And they provide a map and they have users go live. And the users themselves become the reporters. So there are people who are outside on their phone going, hey, I'm out here. I'm at this where they say there's a, um, a robbery happen- cool. taking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but guess what? I think the cool thing is that there are people that 
it'll say like, hey, there's a robbery taking place at the Chase Bank on the corner of whatever, you know, street. And there might be a person who's in front of that um, location at the time and they click to live and they go, there's no way there's a robbery because there's nothing going on and there's no cops cars here. So they, you know, they actually well, they debunk. They on each other. That's what you said. It's very weird. I, and I have to, the only problem. Check it out. Uh, you know, uh, so during um, Labor Day weekend here in um, Brooklyn, um, Labor Day weekend is always a weekend that's full with a lot of like right. drama, murders, stabbings. Everybody's getting, you know, some sort of crime is taking place. And to be honest with you, I was on the app. And there are people that are live, going live saying, they got the guy, he's in custody right now. Literally, they showed people getting mm. locked up on Nostrand Avenue, certain places going, there he is right now. At the same time, you don't know if that guy actually, you know, th they showed this happening to him, but this man, you don't know if he actually goes to jail. You don't know what the trial does. It's yeah. only like what happens right then and there. So that I kind of have a problem with because right, you're as you as an independent person are saying there he is. The cops have him right now. That's a problem. But they're also taking people that are just lay people that are like, hey, I'm a news reporter now, and they are out there putting in their five cents, three cents, two cents into what the situation is happening. But I think that the I and I really feel like when when I read that about this guy and this company not having not employing reporters and not employing editors or anything that's what i think okay. of it's like letting people the, the user is actually becoming that yes, you understand? Right. and i feel like that's the new wave that's where things are going it's just like with reality tv you don't have to hire actors. but now if you do that yeah and somebody does something or says something that people will take offense at you know, and then you get hit with the lawsuit. Like, you know, I'm, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, they, I'm sure they have their asses covered somehow. Right, right. Because just like when you sign up for an app, mm -hmm. there's probably, which, you know, I. You talk about a disclaimer, right? Yeah, or, or, or it says like, <laughs> hey, don't go on there and do this. And you click, right, right, okay. Right. So it pushes the blame to the person who's using the app and not to the consumer and not to the company. I just thought when I saw this guy making whatever much he's made, like we said, this is in the Chinese market. It's not here, but still, it made me think of that. Right, right. And I feel and, like that's really scary. And the thing about that is, it makes it harder for the Chinese, and that's how come it's increased its valuation. It makes it hard for the Chinese regulators to actually censor. punish, yeah, and censor, yeah. because oh. that's what stops Google and Facebook. They had to capitulate to how China wants them to set up the programs yeah, in the state. So really? that's how it, his app allows you to do an in run around the regulations. But it kind of reminds me of like how like Reddit or right. those early on, you know, where people, the users were able to submit content, I guess. Right. That's what it kind of reminds me. See, because in China, Google does not work the same way it works here. You only get a handful of things you can look up. Right. And it doesn't give you, you know, and if you type in something that the government doesn't want you to know about, it doesn't come up, you know. It's, yeah, it's right. interesting, yeah, but it's interesting how 
the 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 fact this kind of like the the idea that they, that there's um they're blocking that information right. has, has created like a whole spinoff of a whole other industry. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yep. Right. You know, it's almost like a black market. Yeah. Kind of Google. That's how black it, black yeah. market of information. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's right? why. That's why it's uh, increased its valuation. And you, what yeah. you were saying about um, what was it? Uh, wow. Sequoia, Sequoia. Oh, Sequoia, yeah. Now it's a backer after turning it down initially. That right. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any any last uh, words from any of you? Otherwise, I want to move on to the next one. Go ahead. Okay. Next topic is um, the quote unquote the odd couple. I'm looking at a story from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Apparently, a former. Philadelphia Eagles NFL player, and he played for some other teams, named Michael Kendricks, a.k.a. Mikhail, M-Y-C-H-A-L. Him and um, the former writer from the TV show Blackish, um, his name is Damilare Sonoiko. No, Sonoiki. Sonoiki. Um, he's a former writer, our apparently embroiled in an insider trading scheme. And they say that um, allegedly $1.2 million in the scheme, uh, and this guy had facilitated illegal stock trades. Now, first of all, let's talk about insider trading. What does that mean? Yes, I was going to say, are yeah. we clear on what that is? Now, let's talk about that. So there is public information about a company. Okay. And the company's responsible for knowing what they have disclosed publicly. That can be in SEC filings, that can be interviews on TV, whatever. And anything that has not been disclosed publicly is considered private information. And if it's material, uh, meaning what we're, you know, it's a week before the end of the quarter and the CFO knows what's going to happen pretty much. But he, and so he calls his brother mm -hmm. and tells his brother, oh, it's going to be a great quarter. Go buy the stock. Wait, he says what? It's a, it's, it's going to be a, we're going to have a great sales. Ah, this gotcha, quarter. gotcha. Buy it, and, buy and it so, now. So he tells his brother, go buy the stock. That's right. inside information. Mm. Right. And so, there are different places where insider information resides. Obviously, in the company, in management in particular. Management, okay. Also in the banks. So right. the bankers for the company, because they are talking to the management all the time, advising them, they have that complete access. Right, right. So, and the bankers are teams of people. Okay. And Goldman Sachs has big teams that manage each account. So oh, this yeah. guy, yeah, and the guy we're talking about was formerly of Goldman Sachs. So this yes. African yeah. guy who has a remarkable story, self-made, mixed to the U.S., gets to Harvard, gets to, doesn't graduate. So there's, there's, there's a little funkiness with the dude, <laughs> yeah. but he, he gets to Goldman. Right. He didn't graduate. And... <laughs> he's like just because he didn't graduate he's like a little, 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 little you know funkiness well the, the circumstances in oh, the article are described I think okay. 
accused of some things in regards to women. Me too. Oh kind my stuff. gosh, stop it, yeah. really? Yeah. So he had to leave. Okay. okay. I guess maybe or get in you know, bigger trouble. So anyway, this guy like ends up at Goldman. Yeah. I think he faked his degree. And then oh, he gets really? a job as a Goldman banker. It's a crazy story. It's cool. So yeah. it's a, and the fact that this guy, self-made, kind of slightly fraudulent, gets to Goldman, and now he's banking big deals at Goldman. Yeah. And he's spending a lot of time in LA and kind of getting with the crowd. He's got money and he's he's on the make. And then he meets this football player. And he wants to impress him. Mm. So he's like, you know, open an account and I'll give you some, some banking information, inside information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they began doing it. And they did it poorly. Meaning, if you want to do that and try to hide it, you do not buy options the day before a deal is announced. Wow. Because the SEC is like, all the alarm bells. It's like fucking walking the front day of a bank. It's, a, it's stupid. And more importantly, he didn't know anybody. This guy, this guy was epically stupid, and he took down the football player. And the football player is trying to claim ignorance. And I'm guessing, no, I think he knew it was a he knew it was a scheme. Mm -hmm. It was a scheme. And so I think they're going to go to jail. You know. Not, I think it looks pretty clear they're going to go to jail, and the football player is like a pretty big time player. I but mean, when you go to jail for these kind of crimes, like what, like you go to federal, right? You go to a federal, yeah. and sometimes people think it's like a cushy situation, and and they, and how much time are they really going to do? And not for nothing, but one point two million is that we're talking about one two point two million dollars. Yeah, what could change. Yeah, that's what I think. And what was Bernie Madoff um, convicted of? How much? Well, that, that's, that's, different. Different. that's totally different. That's a oh, Ponzi scheme. Yeah. You know, really one day we got to get into, I want to know the difference between, I know that insider trading is different than a Ponzi scheme, but a Ponzi scheme is like that. Tri, um, you know, pyramid. 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 Yes, yeah, he's like borrowing from one person to pay back this person. Yeah. To so that's all he was. I mean, he did nothing. He didn't invest nothing. He just took money reported that he was making big profits and gave the next person yeah but uh, he until, he ran out of, until he ran how out of people he, he to explain this exactly. how did he become president of nasdaq because he was president of nasdaq one time well, the guy was absolutely a master schmoozer okay mm. and he's a bullshitter extraordinaire holy moly and and wall street is epically turn your volume down okay Turn your volume down. Is either coming out of your headphone or turn okay. your volume? Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's epic bullshit. And and so um, anyway, this is a classic insider trading case. So one point two million dollars is, I mean, not the point really because it's just blatantly illegal. Yeah. yeah. And and the the integrity of the system. It's cheating. It's cheating. Is, yeah. Now. Professionals cheat like crazy. Yeah, That's what I said. and and you know it's just like professional athletes cheat. You know they're all little things you do to try to get your edge. Right, and right. You skirt the line, and you cross the line. I have 
many people I know who crossed the line and ended up getting in a lot of trouble. Really? Do they you do know? jail time? Well, because you're talking about making so much money. If, if you're at a hedge fund mm -hmm. and you're looking at making a $10 million payday on an investment, if you can find out something that's going to give you an edge, of course. You're going to walk away with 10 million bucks? Right. Well, that's if you're like really motivated by money, but obviously. No, but they know how to play it. I can, yeah. you know, most so of it what, doesn't what, get. How caught. does um, like political connections come in? Like, you know, in terms of protecting people on a certain level who do the same thing, but they never go to jail for that. You see what I'm saying? Well, like you're saying you that, that insider trading, people know how to walk up to the line and somehow surmount it or cross it without being caught. Yes. But, okay. Now, where do political connections come in so that, you know, they can thwart any kind of accountability should that happen? Hmm. I mean, how do political connections help them? Yeah. To get, to get out of the problem? Right, right. Well, look, this is a very insular community, and this is a very politically connected community. Right. So people like, I'm trying to remember the guy's name from the 80s. Uh, I can't think of his name. But I think a guy who was a hugely politically powerful guy who yeah. got caught insider trading and mm -hmm. got in huge trouble. Yeah. But I think he did. Michael Milken? Is it Milken? Milken? Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, thank you, man. Very, very good. So Milken was doing very uh, nefarious stuff, but he was the man, and he had made so much money and, and built himself into the system mm -hmm. that at that point, no one wanted to fuck with him. So yeah. he ended up getting you know, slapped, and then he became a back in the business through the back door. So he, he's not legally allowed. So, you know, what the fuck? I mean, you put some phantom guy at the head of a company, you're basically running the business again. I'm going to have to look up this guy, Michael Milken. But yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like when you have somebody that's, like, making other people a lot of money, that a lot of people tend to, like, look the other way. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know. I ran a billion dollars. and I don't I even know what that means. Like... Well, I just, billion. You really, all it really means is seven digits. I got seven. a percentage of the profits. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven digits. Yeah. So if the fund was up a hundred million bucks, a hundred million bucks, if I made ten percent, yeah, then I was the fee on that was um twenty percent. Okay. So that's twenty million dollars. I would have split that. Okay. Wow. I would have gotten ten million dollar fee, basically. Wow. Give or take a couple million bucks. Oh, yeah. They make oodles, yeah. And That's I made just... that kind of money. Right. But then I made it in a firm that ended up taking a fraudulent trade. Oh shit. Uh, You're the firm you work all for. My money. So the firm you worked wow. for got in, in trouble for fraudulent trades? Yeah, well, you know what they they didn't get in trouble because another way these people can protect themselves is through legal uh, documents that basically make them, you know, un unassailable. So mm -hmm. the CEO of this company put on a huge trade, risked the whole company, and in the first year made himself, mm -hmm. the way I'm talking about it, mm -hmm. like a $200 million payday. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. The fund was about $10 billion at that point. And it was like a keg. It was getting ready to blow up. But it was going up. But it was a fraud. Basically, it would would take a lot to explain. But when the the day hit and they had, it it was exposed, the following year, the firm blew up. He lost all the money. Basically, $10 billion, including so, all my profits. Yeah. So I ended up with nothing. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Mm. But during that time, you lived well. Oh, I was ridiculous. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So during that time, when all of it was happening, you were living well. It wasn't until it blew up that you were like, oh. I was driving like $120,000 Mercedes. I was a fucking <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. You were living the high life. I was, I was running this this mansion in Greenwich oh, with God. like a tiki pool and having like rap parties up there, man. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. you were living the life of Riley. Yes. She was really the brains behind the car and the parties. Wait, so I was just, I was the vehicle. Behind, no, but um, if you were to do it all over again and you had that much money like if you were to get i don't know um from when i no no if when okay yes. so yes. When, 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 right yes right no i'm when. just i'm just saying no i'm just yes. saying i know how to make money yeah no, i know i know that i know but i'm talking about like you know if you and and yeah you know, i hate like this whole like you yeah. know oh you go back and you think about times i remember times you know making a lot more money than i make right now um, but it doesn't mean that I was happier, but I just, I think about it and I go, mm, man, if I had invested that in a certain type of way, I could be fucking like doing the thing. But I feel like everything, you know, you go through the things that you go through to teach yourself a lesson, you know, of, you know, I never was really good with money ever. Um, cause I always thought like you get it and then you spend it, you know, but fortunately I have, a, my mom is really amazing and she's, taught business and finance and she, you know, would really take my money and invest it for me, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm really fortunate that I can say that, that even though like right now there might be $8 in my bank account, because literally I think there's $8 in my bank account. (laughs) Uh, But but see, they penalize, you know, if you, I won't say the company, but you know, Mm -hmm. At my bank, they penalize you if your bank account goes beyond. Ah, well, guess what? Guess what? I have a, I have a credit union. Yeah. And, and your your savings account must always have five dollars, but yeah. your checking account can have whatever. But here's the thing. Yeah, I feel you. I used to have a commercial bank that if you had less than a hundred, they would penalize you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but you know it, that might be the situation. But that doesn't mean that I don't have investments in other things. That you know, if really you know, I really had to. Of course, I could you know pull the trigger on that. But that's not where I'm. That's not what I want to do. I'd rather just have eight dollars in my account and figure out how to live off of eight dollars yeah. until Friday. Live on your cash flow. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Live on your that's cash flow. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. I'm teaching myself that. At I was trying to teach him about living on your cash flow. It's not about like, yeah, I have money that I can tap into, but I don't want to tap into that. That's honestly that money I'm saving because well, now I have a son. So you have to think about the future for, you know, my child, but also I want to, and I say this, I'm putting it out into the universe. I really hope it happens one day is that I'd love to have um, some sort of property 
not in America, but in the Caribbean somewhere, uh, Panama okay. possibly, most likely because my yeah, husband is from Panama. And, um, and, and also, and I'll say this to you now on this day in 2018, that Panama is at where Costa Rica was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when the expats from the U.S. started coming down and buying up land in Costa Rica. Well, Panama is at that stage, but it hasn't reached it yet. And so property is a lot, um, is actually quite a value to Americans. And they're offering a lot of things if you're an expat to go and quote unquote retire in Panama. Hey, all these, hey, we want to make it nice for you, blah, blah, blah. That's why I would love to grab a piece of land, nothing huge, and create my own little bed and breakfast. Ah! Wouldn't you love that? Come on out. Every day I would go, <laughs> And then I make you egg. Well, I cook. I cook. You know in that? Panama now, can you drink the water or is it, is it like Mexico? Dude, I don't know. I don't know if you could drink. People just See, drink. Well, that's it. very important for you to know. Well, I know that, but everyone drinks bottled water anyway, you know? Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you brush your teeth out of the regular faucet. Now, remember, the Panama Canal runs through Panama. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you realize this, okay? He's a big American president. If you want to talk about the economy of Panama, let's just say it, it doesn't rely off of tourism like yeah. other countries. That's cool, actually. Because it actually has an industry. And if you look at the... And that canal must be very lucrative. Yeah, the Chinese, like the Chinese kind of have it right now in control. But the China, the Chinese are own a lot of stuff all over the Caribbean. But, um, but if you think about it, they, they look at the migration or immigration patterns coming into the U.S. How many Panamanians do you know? How many? None. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Because nobody is trying to leave Panama. Nobody right. leaving Panama like that. Because it's actually they, they use the US dollar and they actually have an economy that's based on that's not based off of tourism and that people have jobs in construction. Did you see Panama City? Have you seen it looks like fucking Miami? Okay. And you want to talk about all this insider trading, da da da. Talk about the offshore banking that takes place in Panama City. Oh. Not Panama City, Florida, Panama City, Panama. Right. And you look at uh, what's that uh, company, uh, Francesca Conseca, whatever, da da da. Was all, you could Google that. The, I, I didn't say it right, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like that. It's a cute. I mean, people are right. people from all over the world. I mean, the Russians are sending their money to Panama to clean okay. it up. Okay, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm saying this and it's like a secret. People know this. Okay, people have been doing it since fucking Escobar. The, the, the Colombians yeah. had all that drug money. Panama, you see it. So it's like, it's a, it's a whole, I'm telling that you. That was all Noriega, right? Noriega, 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 but Noriega did not bow down to the U.S. And that's yeah. ultimately what, what was the end of his. Yeah. <laughs> and then he became America's public enemy number one. But that's a right. whole other story. Yeah. But that was because, you know, he knew that he, what he had. He has a canal. That canal connects the, the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, need yeah. it for trading. So anyway, that's where I'm going to get my little piece of land. And I'll tell you, it's popping right now. People are going out there. I see Amer all, all kinds of Americans going out there. They want to do a little little uh, vacation, and you come stay with me, and we'll have a good time. <laughs> so that's my, that's my thing. I put, it, I put it out into the universe. Well, hopefully, the, yeah. Well, well, hopefully you'll have it 
<laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, hopefully you'll have it. We could sell this network and take a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. I'm <laughs> all good out and be chilling. Not that I would ever leave New York because I, right. I love New York. No matter Me, what. The, you know, this is this is my roots. Did you grow up in New York, Ethan, or did you grow up? No, in New I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. And then for around uh, five years, I lived in. Manhattan itself, Harlem. To be okay, okay. And Is that then I went back to New Jersey. Okay, that's when you were going to Fordham. Yeah. Because you have a degree from Fordham University. Right, right, right. But I was going to the prep then, that I was living. What do you mean, what prep? Fordham has a prep school. Just that's like a, Is it a Jesuit school? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're from a prep Catholic. school and a university. Okay, wow. So I went to the prep school. Okay. And then I went to the university. We were, I'm not. I, I'm not really going to get into Roman Catholicism right now and talk <laughs> right. to you about. <laughs> Whoa! There's, there's a struggling brand. Oh, right. that is. And if you want to talk about branding, that is a struggling brand. But if you think about it in, in such a callous kind of way, as a, it's a brand, Roman Catholicism is a brand, and its leader of the brand is the Pope, and he's from Argentina. And that's the only thing that people are, people love him, man. People love that Pope. Up until recently, yes. Yeah, I think he's handled this stuff poorly, though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it makes right. me wonder if there's something like a skeleton somewhere. Yeah, something. there is. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. They it's said, a, would you consider that, oh, sorry, go ahead. They said no, 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 the accusation is oh, that yeah. he was uh -oh. living with a man in Argentina. And so, you know, uh, what are you going to do about that? Now, yeah. this has not been corroborated, but that's okay. The it so, just seems like it. It's all a legend. So, I to say back, back on the, the B and B concept. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's yeah, let's go back. And speaking of this, and speaking of investments, we can go to the Brad Pitt story before we oh, go. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're going to get, yeah, sure. last, that's last a good story. one. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I was going to say, okay. I just started airbnb a room in my apartment. Or, okay. My or house. In your house, yes. In our house. Yeah. And I've already, I just did a little yesterday, and I have five nights booked so far, or six. Look at him. Time. Can you believe this? Now, here's so, the thing. Yeah, go You ahead. know, being that I want to own my time, uh, this is a pretty cool little vehicle to generate cash flow. Okay. So I will report back on my experience with it. Oh, yeah, please do. I was going to ask you now, now in terms of Airbnb, what do you have to, you have to provide what? Groceries? No. Don't you, don't you have to provide, you know, like some kind of eatery? No. 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 I mean, I'll, I'll provide probably like some snacks, like a couple of right, right, right. granola bars or something. Just, you do have a welcome and, packet. And a bottle of water, right. something like welcome. Oh, and a bottle of Roselle. Good idea. But, the word, but the thing know. is, is that... And offer them they can buy bottles to take home. All right, relax, <laughs> relax. But the thing is that you have to think about um, Airbnb is that you're providing a space. It is, you know, a oh, yeah. place to right. lay your head and right, right, a, a right. bathroom and a kitchen or whatever. And you kind of like... Um, See, that's, that's the catch there. I don't like people in my bathroom, but go ahead. Well, I think, Ethan, I don't think that Airbnb is for everyone. Yeah. Um, obviously, if it's a, just renting 
a private room within a house that yeah, you know, you're, you're actually living. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's not for everybody because you have to have interactions with these people too. Yes. And if you're not the kind of person that's, you know, socially. And I'm not. Yeah. But <laughs> the weird thing is though, is that yeah. I don't think that you're as socially awkward as you think you are. Because uh -huh. you see, make it seem like, like, oh, I can't have interactions with people and they're using my bathroom and I'm very, like, you make it serious, but I don't really... It's about, you know, having... I, I know people are properly vetted, I guess, but, you know, it's just about having strangers. You know? I don't think people are properly vetted, to be yeah, honest with you. Not. I no. don't think so. No. I've I, really, well, I have seen bad, bad, uh, you know, people Situations. record yeah. shit. Yeah, man, they record it like, oh, this... This Airbnb person was horrible. You know, they didn't want to leave. Right, now, now you're making me second guess myself. Yeah, <laughs> man. But I mean, I think that, you know, obviously you could. It was Audrey's idea. At least it wasn't mine. Like, I didn't suggest. Mm -hmm. She suggested my agree. I had been okay. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It, it'll be an experience. I. I only booked for three months in advance. I gotta make a drink. Do you guys want to talk about Brad Pitt, or are you gonna wait till I come back? I'll wait till we. No, I have no. a question for Hong. So I'll wait. Till I go we... ask Hong, and then we'll come yeah. back to Brad Pitt. I gotta make a drink. Okay. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. No, make make your drink. Go ahead. No, I know, but I wanted to hear the question. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm fucking nosy. Oh. 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 Um, I was just going to go back to the inside trading thing and oh, just shit, yeah. you. you guys get into that. You guys yeah. Into that. I, I was yeah. just going to... Go ahead. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask you now, what happens, Hong, if somebody doesn't know what the hell they're doing in a, in a situation like that? You know, because that was one of the things that came out of 2008. Everybody was scared to say, I don't know what the hell you're doing, you know. What happens in a situation like that? You see what, what I'm saying? What do you mean if someone didn't know what they were doing when they were inside of training? Yeah. Inside of training, you know, and knowing how to... Because the, the, the conning was going on to, at such a high level, you know, people had a hard time keeping up with it. Let me put it to you that way. You see what I'm saying? Well, this was clearly a purposeful insider trading scheme. Right, right. But so I'm not necessarily no, talking about it's pretty this. black and white. Right. I'm talking about, because you were saying. No, no, absolutely. There, there's a gray line. Right. And I had personal experiences where we would make a very um, good trade with a lot of money. Right. And I would get a notification from the SEC. And, you know, it's interesting because the, the regulatory environment changed a lot over my career. Right. And in the beginning, people were always like, well, don't put anything into emails, you know, basically so you don't have a trail. Right. And I said, no, I don't agree with that. I want them to know exactly what my thought process is so that I can defend myself. Right. And that served me very well because I got, you know, I was good. So there were times when I did shit that was pretty fucking cool and I would get questioned, but I had the trail. So I never got in trouble. I'd send them emails and say, here's the process, the, I, whatever you want. Right, right. Um, right. The paper trail. That... 
Ex except I did have one experience where one of my analysts, one of the kids working for me, did uh, get hold of inside information. Okay. I didn't know it. Um, and it ended up, you know, being, we, we had research to back up our decisions. So I think in the end, we were able to show them that, yes, we did un, kind of unknowingly get, to your point, unknowingly get access, but our decisions were not based on that. They were based on our own work. Right. And in the end, that resolved that, but it actually cost quite a bit of money and lawyers to kind of argue that. You see, well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you said, like, if your younger, was he an intern or was he just a no, he regular? Was for me. He was a right. very aggressive kid. Okay. He got in, yeah, I can't believe he got in trouble. Okay. I think so. Okay, okay. But, but, but the point is now, if you were saying something like, okay, I want you to. Sorry. Sorry, one second. Okay, okay, okay. New arrival at home. If you, if you were going to say to him now, this inside information just came through, and I want you to do X, Y, and Z, and unwittingly, you know, he released something that was insider trading. This is what you were talking about. I'm How would you handle that? Because then you could get caught up in that, you know. Um, you see what I'm saying? I mean, again, when I started running money, right? there was not a lot of insider trading regulation, to tell you the truth. Okay. And a lot of the money in the 90s if you ask me, it was made on insider information by hedge funds. Very interesting. And then around 2000, uh, with the crisis and all, uh, well, it, it wasn't a crisis. It, I don't remember what the impetus was, but. Oh, yeah, I you're know. right. It's 2001. Yeah, right. there were all kinds of, it right. was when the tech bubble burst. Right. It was 2001. Right. A lot of shit came down and the insider trading regulations have gone up ever since. Right. Um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it was just, a, it was a big part of my career. And I do say, I think the, the approach I took proved to be the right one. Yeah. Which was just to say, and I was legit. I mean, yes. I did, I was a very good analyst. And I found gold. I mean, I made people hundreds of millions of dollars. But um, I know a lot of my competitors were using uh, you know, questionable information. Okay. Really? Yeah. Did you ever blow the whistle on them? Did you ever say... <laughs> you mean drop a dime on them. <laughs> yeah, you drop the dime on them and say, yo, these guys are not on the up and up. Did you ever say that to somebody? I, I'm going to tell a real quick story because it's kind of cool. I had one guy working for me. Right. Okay, so you were like a boss. Okay, I hope I'm not going to say any names because I don't. No. I don't, you know, but right. he was, he was, and I want to try to mask it reasonably. He was a very religious person. Okay. And he was a, an investor in a particular area 
that had a dominant present presence by that religious community, okay. which meant that information flowed within the community, and there was a lot of information that was not published. And he worked for me for a, for a while, and he made a lot of money, he, and, and he ended up leaving me to take a bigger job. And eventually, I think he actually may gotten in trouble i don't know but but in any case it's just it's interesting how in that case religion was kind of the basis for this network you know yeah. well you know insider religious people could be crooks too you know that oh see yeah if i said the religion especially if it's part if i said the religion everyone would go well of course yeah i will say this Knowing what you just said, um, or listening to your story, I, you know, in my head, I already created a picture of the person that you were um, kind of like talking about. And, you know, I just had this, um, it's like a, like a prejudice, I guess, so you're, right? you prejudge the situation, mm -hmm. so it's a prejudice, you know? But I just imagine me, that this you, person yeah. had a really big nose like me, like this, <laughs> like a big schnozzle. I don't know. I just got that feeling, you know? Okay. No comment. They might have been celebrating a lot of holidays last month. No <laughs> might have been New Year. <laughs> I don't know. I just have this feeling. But okay. anyway. I have to maintain the integrity. And look, and he's like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you. All right, let's go to the last story, then we gotta get out of here. Okay. Um, not to say that I don't appreciate you guys. What's the last story? Brad Pitt. Oh, we didn't do Brad Pitt? No, no. we didn't talk about Brad okay. Pitt. No, I'll be very quick with this, because I have it all up here. Really? Okay. There you go. You've broken it down. So let me, let me just set this up real quick. Okay. Brad Pitt, um, American actor, was, he was married to- um, Angelina Jolie. Angel that, that chick, yeah. Angela? And um, Jennifer Aniston before. Oh, you're right. So he's been married two oh, times. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay, I forgot about. You Jennifer. are still not over Brad and Jennifer. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, from, remember, from, from Friends. Yeah, I know. Like, she seems I all American. Yeah, but hands. Jennifer Aniston just seems really dry to me. She just seems dry. <laughs> like her vagina might even be dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, allegedly. No, I just get that feeling. You know what okay. I mean? Like, Brad Pitts has a foundation. It's called uh, Make It Right Foundation. They built homes uh, for residents of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, and and um, back in 2005, when uh, Hurricane Katrina went through and basically destroyed the city of, um, of New Orleans. And um, his foundation's been hit with a lawsuit by two people who claimed that the homes built for them were, quote unquote, deficiently constructed and built. Um, it says uh, that he and his foundation haven't commented, but a source familiar with the situation has said that Brad has confidence in the Make, make It Right team, blah, 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 and that uh, repairs have actually already begun months ago. They're trying to fix the situation. The lawsuit was brought by two residents, Lloyd Francis and Jennifer DeCure, who state in the document that the homeowners were and are extremely grateful 
for spearheading this situation, but um, you know, the homes are terrible, basically. Right. You know, and uh, it says that the homeowners are actually stuck with mortgages on the properties as well, and the properties have values that have diminished. Right. So the, the basically that the this foundation built these substandard homes that are deteriorating, but yet they're stuck with mortgages that don't, I guess, um, like they don't represent the value of the the real value of the home because they were built really right. crappily, you know? Um, so to me, what it sounds like is that Brad Pitt, someone came to Brad Pitt and said, Hey man, I got a great idea. Let's create this program. I could set it all up for you. You just give me the first, you know, whatever amount of money and we're going to build these homes for these people. So, and then Brad Pitt would say, yeah, man, it sounds like a great idea. And I could put this money into a foundation and boom, I can save a lot of money on my taxes, et cetera. Right. Right. And I, th I think it's I, I think it's different than that. If I can say, if you can yeah, say, well. I, I, first of all, I respect Brad Pitt. I think he's a great actor, and what? Well, he's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> Fuck out of here! You gotta be kidding me! Oh my god, man. Brad Pitt? No, well, uh, Look, I, I okay, believe he's let's, like let's, let's he's separate more of a movie star than an actor. But, but I want to go back to the point I want to make. Yeah, right. okay, which is I think Brad was you know create this foundation, wants to do right, good right. shit. That's fine. And what happened was you have this guy in the construction business down there who basically gets Brad to do this. And, That's what I'm saying, yeah. But he's doing it as a money-making scheme. Yeah, that guy, the original. The, the, and Brad is now suing that guy. That's ah. part of the article. Right. So this guy comes and says, I'll build the houses. And he builds shit, walks away with massive prof profits. Yeah. And now these people are sitting on you know, shoddy homes. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, Brad's going to have to pay up. But Yes, and know. he already pledged $12 million yeah. to fix. But the fact is, his foundation, it looks like handled this terribly. I mean, Absolutely. this is not, this is the shit hitting the fan after like five years of them trying not to fess up. So it does not look good, for sure. No, no. But and what's what's wrong with... Brad Pitt just saying, hey, listen, I gave my money to this guy. He claimed to be on the up and up. And apparently, That's what he's saying. What? That's what he's saying. Well, he's saying that now, but why so many years of his foundation trying to cover up, et cetera? I just feel like when you well, have- Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why, why didn't they just say from the get-go, like, I'm not sure what, what's going on exactly, but- Well, supposedly they were hiding the reports. There were There were- um, you know, the annual inspection reports mm -hmm. and people were asking for the reports because they knew the places were falling apart and they, and they wouldn't give them out, such a which is totally bad and probably right. opens them up to lawsuits. I feel yeah. like, um, what which do you, is why they're being sued. Yes. Right. But you know, it's, um, what do you call that when, um, when people take advantage of people when they're in a bad situation, like when there's like a oh, hurricane, um, yeah. profiteering. Yeah. Is that, is that the word profiteering? Yeah. Uh, yeah, profiteering. It, it's definitely profiteering. Yeah. The only question is, is Brad Pitt a uh, victim of that or a... Complicit. complicit? Mm -hmm. I, like, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, unlike... <laughs> That's because you, you like unlike him. Unlike the football That's because you think he's a great... <laughs> 
actor or whatever. Yeah, that's see, and that's also like, you know, the prejudice that you have in your Okay. Right. You're like, oh, he's a great actor. He would never do anything wrong to those people. That's bullshit, man. And that's it's called Prouse. Price gouging, that's what it's called. Price gouging, yeah. Like when it's What's the Cohen Brothers movie with Brad Pitt? It's really good. Something book burning. Uh... Oh, I don't know. No, uh, uh, um, Brother Where Out, oh, Brother Where Out. No, Brother Out, there's a different one. That's no, 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 that's, uh, that's yeah. Cohen Brothers. Yeah, yeah I know that's the Cohen Brothers. And Brad Pitt was in it. Was he? I don't think he was. Yeah, that was George Clooney. Was in yeah, that was George Clooney. Clooney was in it. Right. Okay, you're right. Brad Pitt was in another really good Coen Brother movie. I just it's Which one? Book burning. All funny. I remember is Brad Pitt in Benjamin Buttons. Was he good in that? He was Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. That was that was in the Coen's Brothers, whatever. No, that was not. I give it. I'll give and Brad was, Pitt. Oh, The okay. Tree of Life. Yeah, I do. Does anyone know that movie? No. That's literally oh, one really? of my favorite movies hmm. of all time. That's a very movie. Brad Pitt, give me a break, really? Yeah, and he he was amazing in that. He plays this very kind of violent father, but interesting. <laughs> and he's, he was, I come to my head. So do you think this is going to hurt Brad Pitt in the end or no? Yes. Obviously, it, yeah. I think it he has enough money to resolve this. These I mean, people he'll resolve up, it. These people end up with very nice homes is my guess. You know. Really? You think so? What? You really think so? They'll end up with nice homes? I think they'll end up with Maybe. some of their money back. How, well, how, many, how many homes is it? I didn't well, see, it, well, I it's only—it's two him. people. Two people he, are suing him. Brad Pitt is right. got, he's not an idiot like uh, like um, oh. the the Pirates of the Caribbean dude. Uh, uh, you know, what idiot dude? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp oh, is a financial disaster. We, right. I assume Brad Pitt seems like a chiller dude. He's managed his money. He's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. So fixing this problem for five million bucks will make him look good. Will prove twelve million. It was innocent. five. Twelve million. What? Twelve million. Well, twelve. Million, whatever. It's yeah. not money. Oh, right, right, right. Wow. We'll have to see, but you know, I, I just think, as you said, the fact that he's associated with the guy, he would have to turn around and sue. Did he say that he was going to do that? That turn yeah. around and yeah. sue the guy. That, yeah, yeah. Assuming that. yeah, I kind of feel like all these things, they, they end up in court for a long period of time. And, you know, we only see like the headlines of like a little bit. Uh, one thing you know, is certain, he's, he's going to have to close down the Make It Right Foundation. I think he'll do yeah. it. start another one. You think so? That doesn't have to taint. They look really bad. Of, right. That doesn't have what you were talking about, the... Um, we call that the brand, you know, the brand was, yeah. I think, irrevocably harmed. Go ahead. Yeah. I'd like to take this up a, a level. Okay. The concept of charity in general. Well, I, yeah. Which I have problems with. Right. Because it's fucking begging. Right. And then, or it's someone's got a shit ton of money, kind of throwing it out there stupidly, mm-hmm. mostly, usually for some self-interest. And I just, so my mission is to create mission-based businesses. Right. And to support that concept that you're better off doing good in the world by creating a business that funds itself so that you are 
creating something and manifesting that mission. For me, it's financial empowerment. Right. That's what we do here. We want to just kind of break things down for people. So it's a great kind of way to wrap things up. I co-sign that. You know? I co-sign that. Instead of doing the Warren Buffett, Bill Gates kind of stuff. Because they, they're the ones that go around championing that. Championing what? Giving your money to a foundation, um, you know, giving your money away. Yeah, everything. but that, that, to me, that's just them, like, kind of washing their hands and, right. you know, um, getting all kinds of tax breaks, et cetera. Like, they're like, oh, let me give my money to good foundations and blah, blah, blah. Which I think is great because mm-hmm. you want, like, you, I mean, I work, I've worked for, um, you know, nonprofit organizations right. for a long time and I've done a lot of that stuff and a lot of those get those quote unquote grants and that's how they paid salaries right. right was by getting money from those really ultra wealthy people that had uh, that cared about whatever whatever that sector was in society or whatever but in a way it, I, I see what you're saying at the same time and you know that whole idea of teach a man to fish and he can feed himself forever or give him a fish, you know, that whole, I can give you some money and I could, um, you know, you could eat today or I can show you how to like actually cook a beautiful, by the way, I did this delicious fried (laughs) fish today. Just letting you know. Okay. Well, I had a point to make though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. People have a hundred billion dollars. Who? Right. Right. These kind of people, Warren Buffett, whoever. Yeah. So if they die with that money, the government takes 50%. Oh, hell yeah. So they have to put the foundation. Yeah. Right, right. So that's, otherwise, they're giving to the government. And they don't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what, how those foundations are run is, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax. And that's the whole, to me, Honestly, that's the whole charitable industry, yes. which that's I think crazy. is bogus. Right. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's horrible. I mean, some of the worst, it's so much as, as I quote my you know, mentor, Bob Dylan, you know, sometimes the devil comes as a man of peace. Absolutely. Right. Mm. And you have these American Red Cross collecting $100 million for Haiti and right. spending $600,000 in the country. Right, like where'd the money go? And people Fuck. are still, wait. Is, is right, when they were doing that after 9-11, remember yes. that? Yes, anyway, time is out. anything more evil than that? Why do people continue to, and I actually said this on my- How can American Red Cross still exist? Right, why, why? How? But people are still giving money to the- <laughs> I have I no idea. Know. Your guess is as good as mine. Because you remember when they were taking, they were taking money. No, seven hundred fifty thousand right, bucks. Right, 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 right. These are because I remember because it was bullshit. Right, it was not eleven that broke them. Really? That's what people because they went around collecting money, saying that we're taking this for the victims of the families. Yeah, the families. And, and they were spending money on the uh, BMW SUV. They, like they brought like a fleet of BMW SUVs. Yeah. On that and everything else like that and apparently because i saw a commercial yeah uh a couple of years ago now where they were advertising send money for the red cross yeah listen they were collecting money just recently for a hurricane that took place in the carolinas right they are still collecting money i just don't understand how 
for why people are still sending them money. And listen to me. I, we are here to, to sustain this conversation of integrity mm -hmm. around finance. You know, because this is real shit. And this stuff, you know, the, the media will gloss it over because who's the chairman of the American Red Cross? Some guy who's right, got right. connections mm -hmm. for sure. And he's got the media fucking shutting down so that they can go back to business as usual. Well, yeah, he definitely has connects. And I mean, you know, their headquarters is in Washington, D.C. So, so don't definitely... give your fucking money to the American Red Cross. What'd you say? Don't give your money to right. Invest Amen. in the stock market, in companies that are doing things you believe in. Absolutely. Creating products you appreciate. And then you can understand those companies and you can learn how they're doing it. Yep. And you'll be smarter for it. And you'll be supporting something and owning something with it. Right. You'll have a voice with your money, with your green cheek. Yeah. Or start your own which, business. Which gets us back to the whole meaning of green chi. Chi being energy and green being money. Or in, it could be marijuana. Well, yeah, yeah, that, Either you know, way. That's we're hoping. Very nice way to put it, Khalid. Yeah. High five. High five. High five. High five. High five. High five. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Um, so I'm sorry that last week I, I couldn't... Um, do the show but you know honestly and, I, and i'll be honest with you you know um when i say that the brad pitt was in that movie benjamin buttons i feel like i feel like i'm going through that myself right now with my my own father who wow. is, has health issues and is going through dementia right now and okay. so have you ever seen that movie yeah at one point yeah man where all of a sudden he just doesn't like recognize anybody it's right. that's what i'm going through mm -hmm. so it's not an easy road, and I'm going through it. Wow. Um, and let me tell you something. He starts I'm, off as old, and then he gets younger right. and younger and younger. And he just doesn't remember anybody. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah, by the end. I and mean, I really feel like that's a really good way to think about people with dementia or Alzheimer's. And I, it's like, uh, I, I find, and this is something that we should talk about at some point in time, especially right. with Emil, because he does healthcare. Uh, he, well, he worked in healthcare finance for a long time, but it's about... Um, uh, not not only autism, but um, dementia, and that is on the rise. And you find that these certain illnesses are on the rise, mm -hmm. right? Why oh. do all these children have autism? Why do they have right. schools? There's a school down the street from me that's specifically for children of autism. I, mean, they've got, I was at the park yesterday, and yeah. they have, yeah, and there were at least 25 kids that are in this class, special class, and uh, the teacher told me, designated just for children with autism. Wow, an entire class, right? And then you find um, now adult living situations that they have, because my father is going to one that is specifically for adults who right. have dementia or Alzheimer's. So yeah. it's like, wow, what's happening? What's happening in our world, in our society, are we eating wrong things? Are they is it the drugs that we're taking? No, it's that, the, it's that we are living longer. That's what's happening. So that's what you say. Is we're living longer. But how does that explain autism? Those well, are brand new. We're not going to go into it right now. Yeah, that's not going to. I I can get into that, but yeah, we'll get into it because yeah, 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 you're a teacher, and but yeah. Uh, and we, we can get into it. We can also get into the whole uh, mm -hmm. world of vaccines. We can get into that too. But also just, you know, as we talked about before the show today, yeah. 
you know, when you're in an end of life situation in the healthcare system, you have to know that your person, your family member who's dying is an incredibly profitable vehicle for the industry. So you become, they become a tool for making money and making a lot of, I talk about hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars. Mm. Uh, to keep you uh, to alive. Keep, to, yeah, to, yeah. To keep a degraded carcass and non-functioning brain alive for as long as they can make money off of it. Right. Right. I agree with that. Not I agree with that. Right. Anyone. And, and, you know, when we're in an end-of-life circumstance where the system is beginning to shut down, it should be very easy to facilitate that shutdown and give people a very peaceful an intelligent end, but in, unfortunately, the whole impetus in the system is the opposite of that. Just make people suffer so that they can basically fucking make money. Yeah, but think about, I mean, this, we gotta get into some of this. Was, to me, it's very fascinating, but remember that guy, um, Dr. Yeah, Kevorkian? I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. That was, that, yeah, man, but I mean, like, the idea of that, why, what's illegal about choosing to to end your life i mean you reach a certain point where things are why why do we need to keep people alive what is about that's a whole other story and we yeah, can get i don't want to get into it because it's going to take too much time no nah, man we gotta go i gotta go, gotta go. but <laughs> i gotta go but you yeah. know the other things are kind of you just you know, did a little open a can of worms at the end of the show. So next show, we know yeah. that's right. one topic. We'll stop, we'll start with that, right. Okay, let's healthcare. talk about uh, healthcare and the end. And, and let's um, market this show to the older community. Oh, yeah. So I love I, old people. I, I love old people. I yeah, do too. And I want to engage those people in this conversation because they are the victims people. of this. And yeah. let's empower those people to enjoy, you know, their time, you know, and, and yeah. direct a conversation with them because I, yeah. that's a big community with not a lot of content directed at them. Hell no. Hell no. But fun. I, let's have fun with them, man. Um, and let's get them to smoke a lot of fucking green cheese. Okay. I know when I'm old, <laughs> you know, I already smoke a lot, but I'm going to smoke it more. Okay, well, on that note, that. Um, I think we can get yeah. out of here. Bye, Ethan. It was I'm good to see fall. you. Bye, hon. Thank you. Fun as I'm always. Right. I'm to I'm to fall until we'll next see you. Time. We'll yeah. see you next week on um, Green yes. Cheese. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Well, if you we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>